Thank you. So I had the impulse to ask you, Clinton, to, um, to have a conversation with me when we were on the possibilitator welcoming call the other day. And, um, and it flows into some um, conversations that me and Tristan have been having. And um, so I, I invited um, Tristan to come on this call as well. So thank you for making the time, feeling a lot of joy and quite a lot of fear um, about this. This is, um, this is walking my edge. And um, yeah, so that's, that's just as an, as an opening. Um, not sure if either of you have got anything to say in the opening before I just kind of launch into what my impulse was about. I have something. Do you have something, Tristan? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I. You go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, I also am really grateful, Clinton, that you are up for this, and I also feel a lot of fear and um, and glad to shine some clarity on this area and for me for myself and for finding out what is happening in this area with men and somehow jay and i have been on uh a, like connected on this journey for the last uh year i would say with uh, sexuality so um i'm glad to be here and thank you yeah thank you to you i you know, we've had this recently a kind of a talk on a similar subject online, and it was uh, it was a follow up to an interview from Ian McKenzie, who the time wasn't long enough to go deep enough into the the dirty questions, like the real hard ones or tough ones, and so it felt superficial to me and. So we, we had all the original questions still from, from call it on the Facebook conversation where people, women in particular, were throwing in serious questions. And so we dived into those in that conversation at the same time. The, the, you know, people sometimes say they like the thing or they don't like the thing. And so there's, there were some, mostly people do, they like the thing. This time there was a couple, they did not like the thing. And I don't know why. I don't know why they did not like the thing. But the th when it hit me when I read the did not like the thing part was there's two possibilities. One is that this stuff is so contrary to the patriarchy that anybody who's identified with the patriarchy will just, of course, hate this. And so that's dismissed. And the other one was probably it was a man talking about this and there was not enough women talking in the in that conversation there was not enough feminine side of the feminine and you know, there's so much feminine whatever about matriarchy about the goddess about whatever all these things tantric whatever and uh we did not set it up so so that there was an equal time for masculine and feminine. So I. So anyway, this is all just conjecture, but I, I wanted to share the concern that I haven't been in spaces where 
I'm sure there are spaces, I just haven't been in them, where the women are getting to speak about this stuff. So in this case, we have no women having a conversation with us. And I think that's a very unique, also a unique environment. So I'm with you guys here and let's go. Thank you. And also, also, I just want to say one more thing, which is I'm not pretending to be any kind of authority on any of this stuff. I don't teach this stuff. You know, I don't give workshops in this stuff. I'm a guy like you guys, and I'm also researching next culture, and I'm with a woman. And so all of those factors are useful in this conversation, I think. Thank you. So one of my bright principles is initiation. And so speaking from that place, I'm curious on in having a conversation and bringing my bright principle of connection and creation and clarity into this space to explore how I can be a part of initiating myself and others out of patriarchy into an initiated masculine space, an archetypal next culture space. So, and I'm coming from a place of, in my life, a lot of hiding my sexuality, um, quite a lot of uh, links between my sexuality and a lot of other addictive challenges that I've had in my life around alcohol and porn and smoking and smoking dope and basically strategies for me to avoid being present, being responsible, being in the patriarchy, being, being. And I am, um, I want to know more about, I want to know more about how to work with my gremlin in the space of, of, of sexuality and shame, how to, um, how to, embrace and allow and foster my power, my sexual power as a man, as an initiated man in a relationship with an initiated archetypal woman and in, in a space of, of, of waking up to what's next. And there's a bunch of healing I need to do and I've been in quite a lot of drama around it. And... Um, I guess I really want to explore like basic things like when is masturbating gremlin and when is masturbating self-pleasure and conscious being space for myself. When, when am I in an, in an addictive drama and when am I um, cultivating my power and using it in my life? How can I um, go from a to from, from, from you know, from from addictive and gremlin to um, conscious and in a in a conscious relationship with my underworld. You know how how far can I go before I'm actually setting myself up for uh, an opportunity 
to fail and for my gremlin to grab a hold of that and shame me about either failing and or yeah so so this has been really swimming for me and in my relationship my partner has been um supporting me to um to supporting me challenging me to show up in my in my in my next in my evolution and um and some of that's been really hard because i feel like i've i've still got a long way to go yeah so that's that's what's kind of you know and there's there's another piece for me too which is i'm really interested with tristan to look at men's initiation and um and and possibility management for men because in my experience with possibility management it's very much been with powerful women and them being with having more matrix than me in the space and so there's been quite a bit of me giving my center away to that and so this is somehow about me claiming my center my healing and going and and, and getting my ex on the map and looking where i want to go and and i want to know more about how to get there yeah that's that's somewhere where i'd like to start um Thank you. I would I would like to hear Tristan speak also. Okay, so I I come with um I think I think specific questions, so I am really interested in um I I'm on a journey of finding out how to uh like realizing how i've been in sexual spaces with with my gremlin uh in like in charge so with this like seeing how i hold the patriarchy with the way i see women as objects and and this objectifying in the way that i treat um her in in the sexual spaces and i have basically stopped doing that so i've just i've just stopped doing what i found out as gremlin and i'm in a space of quite a lot of nothingness uh in waiting slash looking for what is the what do i want to go to next what is the being space to create like what is there to hold on to there or or not and i i i also want more clarity about um so when i've been feeling into this before this call for example what does porn like i heard you talk about porn before clinton on your recording with the men and women patriarchy and that it makes scars and my understanding of that is 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 scars the energetic body and um kind of for me makes um it's like a a video going on in the background that's still in my system and it affects how i um like it affects what happens for me when i um when i'm horny when i feel uh the sexual energy 
and and I'm sure it affects um, sexual spaces. Um, and I want to know more about what is the scar? Like, what is that? And I think that this is a question also for um, for other men. That I think would be would be great. <coughs> I don't get I don't get what you mean by what is the scar because that's if you have a scar you look at it and go there's a scar and it has an effect. What are you actually wanting? And it's caused by something. It does not go away. What else do you, what do you, what's your real question about that? Well, my, my question is like what I, um, what I want is to hear more from you about it. If there's anything that you um, would add, like any distinctions you, were at, you would add that, um, that I haven't kind of found in my own experience, or if you have anything more to say about it, basically. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, thank you. So, and so where I'm coming from is, <clears throat> I was 29 years old, something I was in no long-term relationship at that, and I got into a project and in Arizona, and I, I met a woman, and she was already in a relationship, and then invited me to live in their house with them. And it was like, it was clear that their relationship was non-fertile. I mean, it, they did not have children, and basically, they were, she was ending the relationship. But, so I, in any case, I ended up being with her. She basically took me on my first acid trip in the desert and fantastic. And then I thought, well, what a great thing. Here's a woman and she can initiate me in a bunch of different things and we can go on this journey together. And so even though I had signs that it was a, an insane thing to do, I, I we got married because we were going traveling around the world and then by the time we got back we were pregnant and then by the time the kids were born and it was really clear that there was not much in that relationship we got this job to go build an ashram in France and so it was another 10 years so I basically I the moment I got married with her before we went traveling I stayed monogamous I entered monogamy as a construct and and that lasted 25 years and a lot of it was amplified by the good boy my good boy box i was the first son and i copied my father's good boy box and the only one of the three boys to go to college and get a degree and blah blah so so it took 25 years for me to get to like find the wall of the of the of the construct to find the the this and this construct that I'd locked myself in, and when I found the door, I saw the key was on the inside, and it was very scary to open that door. But it actually did not happen until after I got divorced, got married again, and then got divorced again. After the second divorce, I was finally re recognizing that I had been in a construct the whole time and could step out of it. And 
And then this, then what became possible was this whole, instead of going into another construct like polyamory or any of the tantric, whatever, I, I just stood out there in no man's land or no, no, no construct land. And it's, it's still like that for me that way. And then at the same time, this out there, it becomes so obvious about the patriarchy and how I had been born and raised in a patriarchy and how that had done this thing of making a woman into a possession, a sexual object. In, a, my, in the last few years, I've been appalled, essentially, destroyed, basically, really destroyed by how much the patriarchal, uninitiated patriarchal viewpoint or worldview has saturated my entire most intimate relations with women has been just contaminated or, or kept, I don't know, suppressed, kept, uh, it's fabricated, it formulated into a certain you know, thing, and I was not aware of it. I was not aware of it until really only a few years ago. And so, so this few years ago, then I started to, like you said, Chris and I started to stop everything. I started, because I was, you know, I would, I would make a move towards intimacy. I would find out, you know, where, what it would take for a woman to get this particular woman to be turned on. And it was almost like, mechanical almost. It was like I could find these turn on things. They, she would get turned on. I would be turned on because she's turned on and then we would have sex and it would be over. But that would be not, that would, that was the, this is the patriarchal thing. It's like, and, and, you know, only after my second divorce did I realize to what degree the women in the patriarchy playing that patriarchal game are adaptive to that game rather than saying, no, go fuck yourself, whatever, making a boundary and, and, and trying to introduce me to some other possibility. There is this survival level adaptivity on the, in the side of the women with that sexual procedure that I just described. Finding how to turn them on and then turning them on and then we have sex and it's whenever I want basically. And I thought that was, I thought it was true and real. And it turned out, you know, a few years ago, I, re I realized it was, uh, and my current partner, we both were going through this healing process of escaping the patriarchy. So she was getting out, I was getting out. Then there was a lot of this nothing, nothing space that you're talking about, Kristen. And so where I am is I'm, I'm trying to find out what a healed, it's not just outside the patriarchy, it's like healed from the patriarchy man and a healed from the patriarchy woman because we're both born and raised in the, in the patriarchy and getting out of it enough, what is, what is that kind of sexuality like? And I, it's, I have a problem, there's a, it's not a fair contest in a way because I've, I'm, I'm with a partner who we're both intimately, really every day involved in co-creating multidimensional global game world of transformation for men and women. And 
it's ecstatic most of the time. So by the time we get to the end of the day, we spend an entire day in multiple body ecstasy, like creating, creating stuff together, intimately together. And the, the, the ecstasy of sexual intimacy doesn't even seem to match that. It's just a weird thing. It's such a weird thing to have so much ecstasy in five five bodies. You know, there's lots of hugging and kissing and everything going on during the day. And it's like, and then, and then it's like when we have our time off, it's like, oh, this is just sex. This is just there's only this kind of ecstasy for it. It it triggers a certain part in the brain, the happy zone or whatever it's called, and then and then it's over and it's like, okay. The other kind of ecstasy goes on for hours and hours, days and days. It goes on. And so I'm conflicted about even what sexuality is or what's so great about it. I mean, it's in comparison to these other ecstasies that have become more intense or because the both of us are involved in the same game world, building the same projects, you know, helping each other create transformation moment to moment with different situations, it's, which is totally ecstatic. Creating is this ecstasy, creating out of nothing, creating, you know, pure invention and invent it and walk in and expand it and unfold it as is this total ecstasy. And then, okay, then we go into the sex domain and it's like, it is not such an extremely different kind of, it's not, there's no real, significant difference i mean you know the orgasm itself is a kind of a liquid state in my experience it's kind of a crack in whatever state i am carrying the orgasm itself is this kind of crack you know and i i was for 20 21 years i was with the spiritual master and their practice was that um men withholding orgasms it was a bowel practice from northern india and so, I, you know, I could do that. And so, but, but after some years of practicing this and successfully practicing this within the spiritual school, I, I went to the teacher and I said, you know, I've, you know, I've had sexuality, sex with my partner over lots and not, and not had orgasms. And, you know, and I, after you know six months or eight months of this at a time, I go. I'm missing the crack, and I'm missing this liquid state, so that things can reorder in me from the orgasm. And and his answer was he he said he found the same thing. It was his he he discovered the same thing. He didn't teach it, but now that I had this experience, he just looked at me and goes, "Yeah, that's that's right." You need the orgasm to have this liquid state. And it was like, well, why, you know, why is the whole spiritual practice? Well, you have to get to that point before you notice the, uh, what you're missing. You notice the, the uh, lack of a transformational effect of the orgasm in the liquid state that it causes so that things can realo- realign themselves. So, so there is a certain kind of liquid state caused by orgasm that is a relief of tensions that haven't had a chance to realign from all the other ecstatic transformational effects 
during the day or week, whatever. That's this is where I am right now. This is kind of like my exploration right now, and it's it's not it's very different because in the in the patriarchal form of sex, it was like the woman's job to turn the man on, something like that. And in the next culture, sex, it isn't like that. It's like there something is different. I'm. It's not her job anymore somehow, and I'm after all my life of practicing, you know, expecting the woman to turn me on, and this and she doesn't, you know, make any efforts to turn me on in any particular way. Either it happens kind of organically all by itself by some space shift, something I don't know, and or it doesn't happen. You know, it's like you know, it's not a an effort. I can't demand an effort on her part. I can negotiate an effort on her part, and that works. I can negotiate it, but it isn't predestined. Uh, I can, you know, expectation I can have that she's going to find my turn on buttons and turn me on, and then we'll have sex. It isn't like that because she's not in the patriarchy anymore. I don't. So this is kind of where I am. That stuff. And, and, and Jay, this thing you were talking about, shame. You know, shame is one of these mixed emotions. So I think every time shame comes up, it would be really valuable to separate those, the anger from the shame, the sadness from the shame, and the fear from the shame, and to complete those communications with whoever it is, your partner, your father, God, whoever, the advertisers, whatever this, whatever this, anger, sadness, and fear are about, to clarify it, communicate it, in, and really communicate it. Say it, write it, you know, express it, and then, then see where you are, because the shame is, is, a, is a swamp. And no matter what it's about, masturbating or anything, not having a heart on or whatever, whatever the thing is, the shame, <clears throat> the shame is, is not real it's just this swampy mix of emotions from blah blah it's not there's nothing in shame except gremlin food basically like you said so just immediately as soon as it starts coming up go, take it apart you know take it apart instantly and and go through the, the what the emotions are and then i think a whole new domain will open up but the shame thing isn't gonna i think if you could do i know you know how to do that so that's what i was thinking about the shame Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm just. I mean. I'm. I'm curious about this. Yeah. I. I've got the mixed emotions there, but like. Yeah. So there's this. There's this. And a polarization with with the way that my sexuality, sexual energy moves, and the way the sexual energy moves in all of my female partners and and are you talking historically or are you talking about you have a bunch of sexual partners now historically yeah i've been monogamous in my life so far you're a monogamist yeah i'm i'm playing the monogamy box whatever that is yeah serial yeah. monogamous that's what it is yeah okay. yeah yeah and um and, and 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 that's 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 what I'm choosing, and so part of what I'm um, like wrestling with 
is um, is is how to be um, yeah somehow authentic and responsible. Yeah, I, I at the same time, you know, there's there's a there's a piece which is okay. So I'm holding space for myself and doing my work around stepping out of the patriarchy and not playing that expectation game or or the transactional game of I need to pleasure you so that you're hot so that you pleasure me so that so that then I can get to the piece which I was maneuvering towards anyways which is this orgasm and the whole piece that whole that whole game is um I'm trying to step out of it and the and the the intricacy like you were saying before that the the depth and the intricacy and the complexity of the um programming in both me and my partner you know i can i can do this thing of where i'm 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 not putting my pressure to have sexual intimacy into the space i take that out and then and then there's a question of like well what's going on for her when i'm not playing my part of that game and then so it's a real it's a real question for me on um yeah, so it's like I kind of want a road map of like, okay, so if we start here, and then and then and then the, you know, for a while the 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 focus or the or the energy leans that way, and then and then and it leans this way. I'm doing my healing. How do we stay in an intimate? You know, obviously there's all these different bodies of intimacy, like you're speaking about too. And there's like I've got a story that my gremlin has this sort of animal um uh desire thing that goes on and and i and i and i'm having real trouble making a distinction between that and my um initiated masculine power that comes from my sexual energy that's yeah i'm 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 getting mixed up in that space and, and shaming myself and getting angry with myself for not having clarity and being able to hold clear boundaries. That's some of what goes on for me. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I, I remember hanging out at a, a zoo for four or five hours one time, and I just sat in front of the monkey cage, the chimpanzees, and I just sat there for a long time different different zoos actually not just one time but different different times and different kinds of monkeys because we are monkeys we're just kind of bald monkeys basically so we are just these monkeys who can talk and and so i i, I saw them you know if you just go there go ha ha monkeys and walk away you don't get this but if you sit there and be and get into the monkey community like you join the monkey community for a while then and it's kind of like I'm one of the monkeys. I'm sitting on a branch down below. Some monkey up above me takes a pea out of the tree. I reach over and I, I taste it. Okay, what am I tasting for? Or am I just so bored that I'm, you know, there's something else to taste besides the leaves? You know, I don't know. Maybe it's salt or something. I don't know. So, you know, and then I'm sitting there in this chimpanzee's 
really, he's only about two meters away from me. And then the cage, you know, the cage is there. And he's just looking at me. You know how the, I try to make contact, you know, eye contact with the, with the monkey. And he's, he doesn't give a shit. Like, there's no, there's no contact. There's it, it no, like, I recognize you, you recognize me, we recognize each other, nothing. He's just, he just sees, you know, I don't even know what he sees I am. At least I'm not dangerous somehow because there's a fence. And he, then he just masturbates right in front of me. But all the way through. And he doesn't give a shit. He's like absolutely, it's like sneezing or something. I don't know, blowing his nose or I don't know, it's nothing. And he just masturbates and then he tastes that too. And then he's like, he's like just sitting there. No, it's like, okay, and I'm looking at the mirror. Here's this mirror. Okay, I'm a monkey, he's a monkey. The only reason I haven't been doing those other behaviors is maybe because my mom said, don't do that, it's dirty or something. You know, but probably I, I did it. Probably I wouldn't, you know, as kids don't give, they don't care. You know, they, they eat mud and dirt and shit and poop and whatever. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, this whole Elizabethan morality, this Presbyterian Catholic Muslim, you know, morality about our bodies and touching ourselves and having orgasms, sexuality, and like what's right and what's wrong and what's good and what's bad is so off for me. It's like so far away from some mental concept that people can manipulate and get you to feel guilt and shame so you pay more sin prices to the church and they make more money and have more power because they know what's right and they can make you forgive your sins. You know, masturbating is a sin. You know, what kind of all this incredible mental, mental masturbation about our games going on. It's all about money and power. And, and who wants to play in those game worlds anyway? Well, it's just really sleeping people. Sleeping people will play in those game worlds at all. So, I think there's some kind of bath to wash yourself off from the entire religious, moral game world that has anything to do with sexuality at all. And that's, that's to get back to zero, get back to the starting point. It's to just go through this cleansing process of it, extricating every single, you know, it's all bullshit, all of it. The whole thing is bullshit. The whole, the whole thing that you need a priest to intervene between you and God is such bullshit because God is right here for everybody right now. And, there, and there's no guy with a gray beard. It's just raw consciousness, you know, and this whole, and you add anything to that, any twist to that, it's sick. It's a sick mental power game played by twisted psychologies on the poor and the weak. And it's just it's really so. So I don't know where the shame comes from. You know, is it from your mother or from the church or from a belief or from I don't know what. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not. Yeah. And also it's also from, um, uh, you know, past partners and current partners and that my sexuality has this um, consuming um, pressure kind of thing that comes with it. That's, and not all of that is, is programming. Not all of that. Some of that is just the monkey. The monkey yeah. wants to fuck and make more monkeys. Right. And, 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 but, but there's a piece in there too, which is okay. So some of that is, 
some of that is this, um, yeah, gremlin, um, disconnected, um, unresponsible. Hold on about the gremlin thing. So the way you can tell it's gremlin is the purpose. And the purpose is to avoid responsibility. So it's these shadow purposes. If it's a shadow purpose, you know, to be superior, to, to make somebody wrong, to, to get revenge, to destroy somebody, disappoint you know, somebody, these are, all, these are all gremlin purposes. Uh, I win, you lose. I, I feel good, you feel pain. Ha ha. This is gremlin. If it doesn't have that purpose, it is not gremlin. You know, so you're talking about alcohol, for example. So alcohol is simply a way to shut down physically. It metabolically shuts down the, the sensors for responsibility. For, you get that? So this is so alcohol then is a gremlin drug because it just shuts down our sense of responsibility. And so that's, that's a, why alcohol would be a gremlin food. So it isn't, that's what I'm saying, is to clarify what, what you're calling gremlin. Yeah. Just wanting to masturbate because you're a monkey is not gremlin. Hmm. It's because it's you're a monkey. Hmm. And it's, it's all okay. Like, so there's, and- there's, there's, another, there's another thread for me where... Um, um, I take myself into the swamp where I get, I get um, angry with not having clarity is this piece where, so sometimes when I'm scared, I um, have ways of distracting myself and soothing myself. And this goes right back through my whole life. I imagine that I was playing my, with myself in different ways and sticking my finger in my ear or whatever it was. And one of those ways was masturbating or playing with myself, playing with my penis. And that was, that was this really great way of distracting myself from my fear. And so I've been doing a bunch of exploration into that. It's like, where is the fear coming from? But there's still, there's this, there's this mechanism that I've built up around. And that's partly also where the shame comes in. It's like, I've, I've been hiding from my fear through, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's in other places too, like similar with alcohol or watch a movie that doesn't have any real conscious thought to it, or, you know, for that matter, just about all of modern culture for me is a distraction from responsibility. That's exactly true, in my opinion. Yeah. So how can I be responsible in this, in this healing journey? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite... Well, it choose which culture you live in. Yeah. So you already made that choice that you don't live in modern culture anymore. At no. all. No. So leave it. And then you have to find, so yeah, so you have a pattern of avoiding fear or, you know, distracting yourself from fear. Great, you see that. Now befriend fear. Make fear your friend. Make fear this amazing resource, this incredible intelligence, this sensitive and, and psychic and far-reaching and just and complete the communications with your fear. Welcome fear. What do you have for me? You write it down. You look at it. You go, anything else? 
He tells you something else, you write it down. Anything else? He goes, no, thank you. Fear's gone. Then you decide, based on what the fear told you, you decide what you do, not the fear. The fear does not decide what to do. You do. But you got it written down. You completed the communication. The fear's gone. Breathe, you know. And it's a whole new relationship with fear. So you don't need to distract it anymore. And then, then you won't need that pattern anymore. You know, we had to do so many things to survive. I've been working on this website called Sexual Abuse. I just, and, it, and it's so full of healing procedures for sexual abuse. And the, but the first step of, of, of sexual abuse thing is like, is, is you have to survive. You have to get to 18 years old somehow. And, and so there's so many weird, bizarre, twisted, adaptive behaviors that human beings use to survive up till 18 years old. And, and it doesn't really matter what you do. It just as long as you survive. And if you survive, then the initiations can start happening. And then the healing, everything gets changed. A lot of the abuses have special uses for your archetypal lineage. Like you get certain awarenesses. Like my father, for example, was a rageaholic and he would explode with this rage and it was physical. So I sensed this early on. I developed this sensitivity for emotion. I knew when he was going to be angry before he did. I got out of there. My two brothers got beat up. I was gone. So, but this sensitivity obviously is useful in my career as a possibility coach. I can sense what a person's feeling because I sense what I'm feeling and, and I can teach people how to do this. So this training, which was abusive, is, was my training ground for my life. So anyway, whatever way we survived, it was, you just survive. And so there is nothing, the pattern, the pattern by which you survived, fine. It doesn't, it doesn't, there's no burden from that. There's no real, you, you just, it's an honor that you survived. You are honorable that you took care of yourself one way or another enough to survive because then at 18 initiations start, everything drops off. It drops off into the past. You just drop this stuff into the stream of time, goes in the past, it's gone. Really, you get a whole new start. I have a question, which is, is that okay? Or do you have something burning, Jay? No, go. Okay. So it's about this, this energy. So when the, you know, like the story that you spoke about with the monkeys, Clinton, and they have this energy and they just masturbate or go find a girl or whatever, they, they use it. And this not gremlin, the energy, it's like, it's an energy we all have. And um, I guess like what I've found is when that energy comes to me and and there's no woman who wants to have like to have sex and um for whatever reason i don't want to go masturbate or whatever i just it's just there and then all of a sudden like i see you know i'm turned on by um by woman like like i look at them and this video flashes through in a second and whatever and it's so much energy and um, when you're talking about like going in another culture um, 
in, in saying, okay, so there's the energy, I can use it. Um, then I have this picture like, okay, I can use it like there's an anger there. You know, there's an anger that I could go and uh, use to create my vision. Or, you know, if there's no one who wants to ha have sex with me, then I'll go do something else with it. Um, do you have anything to say about, about that? Well, I mean, what if the something else is what it's really for? What if it's a distortion of marketing and modern culture's twisted, mostly marketing, I think, but also, I don't know. What, what if it is just an, because if you, if you look, if you go look at, movies of African cultures or indigenous cultures or uh, visit like the hill tribes in North Thailand or in, uh, in the north of the Philippines, the hill tribes there. I did all that and I, I lived with them for a while. And it just, it isn't, it, it, that doesn't happen. It isn't, it isn't, um, oh, you know, the advertisements aren't programmed in, the porn is not programmed into them. They're, they're naturally this vital, ecstatic um, thing, but you know they have the, there's a women's culture and a men's culture, and they're really different from each other. And it and it and there's procedures for for relationship and marriage and children and family and and, and all that stuff. It's a procedure, and it's and it, I I don't like that stuff. I like more. You know, I'm, I think that's a, an indigenous form of initiation puts your point of origin into the traditions of your culture. And then, then you're in this kind of construct. You're in this construct. And that's it for the rest of your life, in that construct. Well, the construct thing, I don't think human beings need to live in constructs. And so, I don't know, there's a website you can check out called The Muse. The Muse. I'm pretty sure it's the Muse, and it's it's. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's there's. I have a whole relationship going with my Muse. I have a whole thing, and I just sit down, and there's this ecstatic, sexual, lovely, uh, fabulous, radiant, inspirational energy that it's you know essentially orgasmic to write stuff in connection with the Muse. Okay. I never talked about that before. You know, I try to talk about it a little bit, but it's like, but uh, what a thing. Like monkeys don't have a muse. Monkeys don't write. You know, you get to, there's so, this this evolution of consciousness that Gaia has arranged to show up in a organic form on the planet with these bald monkeys who can go and and go and, and actually experience uh consciousness evolving through the expression of creative stuff. This is amazing. This is utterly amazing. And so if you're feeling this, you know, turned on attractive, you know, I don't know what, what to call it. I'm sure there's psychological words for it, but this energy, this sexual energy stuff, it doesn't mean go chop wood. It doesn't mean go run 10 kilometers. It doesn't mean go fold the laundry. You know, it doesn't mean that. It means what is it really about? You know, if you have an orgasm, it's gone. Mm. You want to just make it go away? I mean, mm -hmm. so 
So you can I you can learn to love the the sensual intensity of having that unfulfilled orgasm desire directed for other find out like surf that find out where it's going you know there's 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 these kind of rigidified domains called poetry or painting or music or you know that kind of thing but i think there's so many dimensions that have are, are waiting to be developed and explored powered by that sensual driving you know this is amazing you know and and it's like almost enduring the intensity of eye contact you know this of of countenance of enduring the the, the intensity of being being with like it's the same thing as enduring the intensity of this desirous luscious um high energy flow like and, and and instead of trying to make it go away with an orgasm like just fly with this thing and see where it takes you you know and it don't and don't you know i remember so many times that it took me into the ocean and i'm here i am diving into the ocean warm and with my mask and snorkel and i take all my clothes off you know or I, it's basically i'm having an orgasm with the ocean like being the life, you know, there's so much life playing with the fish, you know, hugging the trees, you know, gardening. I've done a lot of gardening and just flowers and plants and fruits and vegetables. I love these, like the life. I don't know. It's This is where it has come out a lot for me in that kind of thing. I kind of get this... Um... Uh, thread of um, yeah, looking to find what my muse is calling forth, or what you know. So what 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 what's coming through? What my archetypal lineage is putting in front of me, and and allowing my that energy to to head in that direction. Yeah, mm. and and there's still there's still a monkey. Yeah, yeah. There's something. I just want to say something because it's like oh. a. Um, I think this is a point where men have given our authority away for our sexuality in patriarchy is when we have the sexual energy, our authority is like with this advertising of having sex or, um, yeah, having, having sex. It's like, yeah, our balls are there. <laughs> we'll buy a new car, buy some more, you know, Jack Daniels or buy something. You know, it's like, use it for that. Yeah, yeah. There's like nothing else. Like, I couldn't, like, until you said that, I couldn't see this possibility of going and gardening, like, as a, as a use for that energy. I stand, I stand, it's, you know, here it's springtime, so I stand in front of trees, and they have these blossoms, cherry blossoms or apricot blossoms, and these bees are having sex with the trees. And I just stand there and kind of just like, what? That's just like, it's all orgasms happening. And it just like let it washing over me. It's just like, and I look around and the birds here all, you know, having sex with each other, flying around right now. And like everything, sex is everywhere. It's like this aliveness. And it's, 
it's and it, and yet human being like we have a chance to take it in other dimensions we don't just have to have an orgasm and then it's gone we can hold on we can we can fly with this stuff into domains that most you know nothing in modern culture tells us about these domains <coughs> and the thing is like we were, you were talking jay about this initiation stuff it's like what you know and i'm i'm saying and like for me when i meet a room we've got a room full of people coming up we've got we've got 45 people coming to an expand the box screening in, in a week or so and then 30 people in a lab after that and, and 28 people in a lab after that so this is like and, wow. and so it's like what's this for is for is this is this transformational stuff it's like really transformational stuff and in the just uh why was i telling you that i don't know anyway i started with the bees and the ended up in a training space it's kind of the same <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I guess I guess if you turn that round the other way, um, it's like I want to learn how to take myself from the training space, from being a monkey in the training space, to the bees, and 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 that being it done. Like I'm standing with the bees, I'm connected, I'm jacked in. Yeah, but what are you creating? See, so what I'm talking about is this creating thing. It's not just, it's not just eating on it. It's, a, it's the, the orgasmic, ecstatic part of creating out of nothing, serving something greater than yourself, building something that was not there before in whatever domain, bringing a possibility into an actuality that people didn't even think of the possibility, inhabiting the new domain, right? <coughs> Women going through the healing processes of letting go of the old domains, helping other people go through those healing processes. Like this is this initiatory stuff, and it's all basics. It's all basics. This whole thing. What is a feeling? What is an emotion? Separating emotions. You know, saying I feel mad, say glad, or scared because, and then that's all phase one. Phase two of feelings work is having the the feeling or emotion. And you don't you don't go. I feel angry because, or I'm sad because. You just go. Ah, okay, what's this for, really? What what do I really want to create with this? And phase two is here's energy. I can use it to create with. What do I want to create with this? And so, it, you know, this huge. There's so much sadness in the world right now. It's such immense sadness in the world right now, of, of species dying, of of like. The, the ocean going, you know, extinct. I mean, it's like the whole, it's, it's so insanely sad. And, and so to have the, what does it, what does it make you do? What do you want to create with this sadness? It's so true. The sadness is so true. The outrage that we have political systems that have psychopaths at the top and we have built it that way. And we, one, each one of us then submits our authority to that or not. So you can use this energy to take your authority absolutely away from every external authority there is everywhere, everywhere. This is <clears throat> that to me, that's what phase two of feelings work is about. It's about growing up. It's about this is all this initiation work. And it's on the surface, it looks like all basics. 
but it turns out to be so sublime and so supreme as a path, like a, as a way, you know, and that you're interested in making that for, for other men. It's so, it's so fundamentally valuable. The value is so fundamentally high. And it's, you know, money has no value. Providing initiatory processes is ultimate value, like holding safe space with clarity, precision, you know, timing, the whole, you know, is it time to push, time to pull? Like, how do you cause this transformation? This is value. This, the healing that happens, the, the growing up that happens is so valuable. And, and that I think that a lot of it, that's what that's for. And if you have any leftover after ecstasy all day, you know, then maybe you have sex with your partner. <laughs> it's like, it isn't this, I don't know, it's not this advertised, you know, James Bond, drive your Maserati GT 5000, whatever, you know, and then have sex with every chick who comes along and then she gets killed off so you need another one. I mean, this is so insane. The whole programming is so insane. I don't know if this is helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's um, one of the pieces there that just really lands for me and goes right back to the, um, the, the key with the gremlin is the purpose. You know, what's, so what's, you know, as you were saying with this phase two of as the feeling comes, you know, so what's, what's, what's it for? Yeah. I mean, it's a really weird idea, just as having it right now, which is, what's phase two sexuality? You know, phase one sexuality is go, go have an orgasm. Hmm. So what's phase two sexuality? We use the energy for... Yeah, it's, it's something about cultivation. You know, that's this, I was reading this Taoist book before, you know? It's not about dumping the energy so that you can... Huh, you know relax or avoid or just you know and i think it's it's it is about this is where i i, I want to move to next is learning how to cultivate that and not get stuck in the loop of of my old pattern of hide and release or or yeah just ejaculated away and i was curious when you were talking about having you know been in this ashram or in this in this cult this um you know space with your teacher there for however many years and you know being able to hold your seed and cultivate that but then getting to the end and and or getting to a certain point and realizing that you need the the energy realignment or the or the reset button needs to get hit every so often and yeah i'm i'm definitely not able to hold my seed i get to a few days down the track and and the pattern is too strong for me and i end up with sore balls and i can't walk around the place yeah but what are you using it for what are you yeah you know, you're, if you're not using it it will be stuck there yeah so this is what's happening is i don't i don't i haven't i haven't figured out how to use it fast enough or uh, is, you know yeah i think there's some kind of energetic connection to the back side of your balls yeah so you can nervous system plugged into the back side of your balls and it comes up into your whole body somehow yeah and, and, then, you, and then you you make a cake you yeah. know and make beautiful frosting or i don't know you make 
building yeah. no there is there's there's something there's something i've put some sort of mechanism in there and and i haven't quite figured out how to how to how to open it all up yet i think there's some pretty big fear for me on um when i do open it up you know yeah like it's it it's that big a fucking job that's going to land on my plate i feel really scared of that job well, look, in that case, in that condition, it, it seems to me over my life that you will not get the job unless you can do the job. And you don't know how to do the job. You don't have the resources for doing the job. But you, when you get the job, it means you can, get the, you can get the resources. You can figure out how. And you use that energy to figure out how and to get the resources. And, and so don't, the universe does not slam us like that. It doesn't waste good jobs on a guy who can't do the job. Yeah, right. Get that? It's pretty intelligent that way. Echo, the whole Earth Coincidence Control Office, is very intelligent with giving jobs to the people who can do the jobs. And you won't be the same. You do the job, you will not be the same. Well, hell, aren't you bored of yourself yet? You know, you know you become the next guy. Become the next guy. Yeah. It, so it's like this path of conscious evolution is that you keep becoming new guys. Oh, cool. What's so good about the old guy? You know, this, you can have a series of crosses in your backyard. This is 1980. This is 1995. This is yeah. 2000. This is 2007. Like that, all this little graveyard. Of your you were saying guy. something about that, actually. That was one of the little bits in this last um, study group where you were talking about the grieving process. So I think there's something there's something in there for me of, like, um, yeah, just notice, okay, so I'm burying that guy. He's done. But if I don't grieve, then, yeah, so I, I think I'm in this, tr trying to figure out when the grieving process is over. Well, it, it's never over. Hmm. You let go. You just keep letting go. Because you can't be the old guy anymore. You, you know too much. You, you've learned too much. You're different. But, and, and there's a grieving of God. I, there were some good times when I was that guy. There were some great times when I was that guy. And I will never get those times back because I'm not that guy anymore. So then you, but the grieving, I don't think is ever over. I think that there's this, I mean, everything changes. You know, it's this, Heraclitus, what is it? There's a Greek phrase. Um, Kempai, no, it's Happy Ray, something Ray. Kepi Ray, something like that. Everything changes. And it's just this, this recognition that no matter what you love about some moment, it's going to go away. And And so there's this ongoing grieving of that was an amazing moment. This is a great space we're in. You know, we're an amazing conversation right here. And, and it will be gone then. And we'll never be able to get this back. We're at the edge of something. And, and, and after the wave breaks, the wave's gone. And so then is there another wave? Maybe. Will it be the same? No. So there's this ongoing grieving needs to happen. It's the same way with the fear. What do you have for me? Welcome sadness. What do you have for me? Uh, write a thank you note. Write a, um, leave a, leave some appreciation somewhere. 
you know, clean up this little thing. Okay, you know, and then it relaxes and you can let go of it. And so the sadness has a lot of that intelligence about letting go of stuff, how to clean stuff up, how to complete things. And, but it never goes away, not in my experience. I was um, having one of these, uh, I think maybe it's kind of similar to what you were talking about, these ecstatic um, creative moments with my partner today. And I had a kind of realization that um, we were talking about the, the middle world going through the underworld to the upper world piece and that these, these um, crossover points between the underworld and where I am and the underworld and the upper world that my evolution my next step my edge is in that place and so I, I need to have a relationship in both the transition from the middle world to the underworld and the underworld to the upper world I have to have a relationship with my underworld and so there was something that went click for me of this sort of like the relationship with my gremlin, the edge of my shadow, the wounds and the, you know, and, and this grief and yeah. I don't know. There's something about that on this, like moving on from where I am, but using all of what um, I carry uh, that, damaged me or um whatever along the way is those are my gifts so i guess part of my gift at the moment is this confusion mixed shame and so on around my sexuality and this is something a big piece of what i see for men in modern culture you know every car has got a hip curve in it every bottle's got a hip curve in it every you know every woman's got a you know a, a breast cleavage showing it's all this sort of like selling me on something and yeah so how you know i just i i want i this is part of my job is to be where i am now having this conversation and and um how can i hold space for myself and other men to to deprogram to 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 find the edge of their underworld come into some sort of relationship with it and make another step and this is what i i want to do more of and it's it's a lot of what my father stood for in the last 30 years and wow. um yeah but he drank till the end you know on some sort of level that was that was his gremlin food he had to he had to suppress that whatever it was activation he couldn't quite do that job and yeah so now it's this is this is this is my next step and i'm feeling a lot of gratitude a lot of joy not a lot more clarity <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's, i was kind of hoping for a bit of a golden key and it's going to get easier or something like that but no i think we have golden keys we just don't it, it doesn't uh, there's no method there's no method. The mind would love to have a method, and of course it, we would forget the method or fuck up the method, but whatever, it would love to have a method. I don't, there's no method. 
this stuff is far too complex for any kind of method. That means we need to stay alive. We get the challenges, how alive can you be? How, 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 how connected in can you be? And you know, the, the underworld never goes away. You know, even no matter how, how, you know, if you've been in the upper world for two hours, that underworld is still there. And the middle world is still there. You still have to pay the bills and fix the faucet and, you know, feed the dog and whatever. So the middle world, all those worlds are there. And it's this, uh, there's no way to escape any of it. And, and so, you know, the, the thing you were talking about, about the, you know, the hurts, and the concept of, well, the hurt is now my, my gift. Okay. Try to stay away from, this is my, try to stay away from using that as a concept. Because, because you, when you, when you, you still need the, the recognition of, of the hurt. And, and the thing is, you can't change what happened to you, but you can change your relationship to what happened to you. And that, it helps a lot by, for me, it has helped to totally embrace the pain of this insanity, of them sending me to school, of they're trying to make me into a baseball pitcher, you know, for a baseball game. It's like, oh, what are you guys talking? It's like, I had no connection to me at all. Nobody was connected to me. Like all this stuff and, and, and drop it in, the, in, let it go in the past. Because it, it I cannot change what happened to me, but I can change my relationship to it. And, and if I keep dragging it with me into the present, I'm, I'm not changing my relationship to it. And if I let it go and I say that happened when I was five, this happened when I was 12, this happened when I was 17, you know, and I go, you know, that's in the past. And so instead of carrying it with me as part of my story of who I am, who I am right now, there's a very small now who I am right now. And I don't know what I'm going to be very soon from now. You know, I have an emotional healing process with somebody in a few minutes online. And it's, I don't know who I'm going to be in that process or what I'm going to, what's going to change in me from being with somebody in their, in their experiencing of the pain that they're in. You know, what's going to happen to me next? And so you can really let these things go really in the past. And, and breathe, you know, with the bees in the moment. And there's, yeah, but, but I'm so encouraged by your commitment to the initiation stuff, the initiation work, both you guys are brothers with me in that. And I'm just really encouraged by that. Yeah. I want to say I've, I uh, feel very grateful about this distinction about the, um, like using this energy as a wave. And so there's something for me also in the, um, the quality of not holding on to it. Because I think this is what I've been, what you said something about cultivating sexual energy, Jay. And for me, there has been something there about holding on to it and finding a way for it to um like nourish my body like not be stuck in my balls but like move through my body and and nourish me and um what i haven't found really worked and so but i like like this is will be my next experiment is it's like a it's like an energy the same way like a feeling and i can use it 
like and list in three minutes and create something with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah interested in that. Tristan, think about what you're saying. Think about if you get this, you know, if, if men got this, if we got this, how to use this wave, this turn on wave that, and we would not need modern culture. We would not submit ourselves to any government, any law, because we'd be in this position of radical responsibility, playfulness, inventiveness, the, the rigidity of having a construct called a government or a business would not serve, would, we would not submit ourselves to that. And so I think unconsciously somehow the whole sexual, you, you got to buy this or have sex with this and then it's yeah. gone and go back to work is just a way to keep the slaves in line. Yeah. This, yeah. and it's just like it's so revolutionary to just say, hmm, you know, that stuff is not interesting to me anymore because I'm jacked into this this power wave and it isn't power over. That's this thing, you know, the Jay, this thing about this weird, um, it's a weird definition of power. It's like, I'm, you know, the, I'm the big one, I'm the powerful one, you know, do this, you know, and I'm going to do this to you. And, you know, this whole, where's this sexual power? It's like, it's a fantasy, it's a, it's a fantasy world that has it's just painted onto reality just to make us sick somehow. I don't know, to keep us slaves. Yeah. And so it's like, just go sideways. It's really, you don't have to confront it, block it, deny it. Just go sideways and use this energy to go sideways with it. There's so many, I, I don't know, it's so incredible how how easy it is to herd monkeys like modern cultures has learned how to, <laughs> you know, they put them in these boxes, give them a TV, alcohol, give them all this stuff to avoid responsibility and put them to work and they pump out and somebody makes money from it. And that's the whole, the whole game for them is money. And it's like monkeys, you know, you have this apple in a jar, they stick their hand in, they hold the apple and they can't get their hand out of the jar. You know this? Because and they're not going to let go of the apple. So you, that's how you trap monkeys with the apple in the jar, and they can't get their hand out with the apple in their hand. Well, this get seven and a half billion people with their hand in a jar caught as monkeys, and in this system, it's like <laughs> yeah, and it's the steps along the way, you know, that I'm that I'm pretty fascinated about at the moment. Instead. Yeah, I'm just starting to kind of like peel back the the real layers of far out how pervasive the programming is and subtle it is. And yeah, I find it so hard to to drive down the road in my car, which is like like I don't I don't give a fuck about my car. It works good and it takes me from here to there. I can sleep in the back, you know. I'd rather not work in the job. I'd rather spend my time with people like yourselves figuring out how to jack into what's coming through me. And yet when I drive down the road and another and, I, and wow, that truck, fuck, that's so much better than my car. And I and it the pro, you know, it's like, oh, he's got a boat too, the asshole, you know. And it's just, it just, whoop, it's just so quickly back there. I just, you know, the glasses are so quickly back on. It's, 
yeah. I need to cultivate a bit more anger there. Yeah, I mean, there's a way to spin your energetic body. <clears throat> when those impulses come, you just, if your energetic body is spinning, you're, you're here, but your energetic body spinning, all that stuff just kind of just goes by. Yeah. Your energetic yeah. body just spins like about this fast. And you just keep it spinning and you stay here. And that stuff just goes by. And you, and you can go, well, that's fascinating. I use the word fascinating. <laughs> it's like fascinating. Or you can use the word, oh, it's like a zero. It's just like a black hole in the sky. You go, oh, just goes in. See, I say oh to myself, you know, it's like, oh, it just, goes, it just disappears. Yeah. Oh, I like those tools. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, they got amazing curves in those boats, like you said, and amazing curves. <laughs> Not a mistake. And it's pushing the monkey button. And it's like, okay, I'm just a sideways monkey like you like you were on the screen first you know yeah <laughs> you just have to get it that it, that stuff just doesn't work on you yeah it just doesn't work on you because it's you're this way and it's this way or the other way around you know and it just yeah it goes and work on other people get your pretty job pain. Is, go ahead oh, i was just it's just saying it gets pretty painful though when i'm holding space for my son yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of anger in there and a lot of sadness and a lot of fear. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, two sons, one uh, 13, one just about 15. Yeah. And then also holding space with my partner's two sons. So we've got four mm -hmm. teenagers. Yeah. yeah. I don't know to what degree you admit reality with them. Yeah. And if you're trying to meet them with a show, Oh, well, this is, this is good. This is right. It's working. School is good. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a government that's good. You know, if you try to meet them with this show, they have to kill you. Yeah. Just no, it's not true until the point where they fall asleep or get, you know, when they become zombies, basically. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> I talk to my daughters now and I never, I never put the show in front of them. They were homeschooled their whole life. They were, they were born before they were these phone things, you know, so they, I did, we didn't yeah. have them. I did not have one. They did not have one. So we were not, didn't in this. And so I talk to them now. And the whole time the conversation is going on is they're, they're kind of doing it back with me. The whole thing about, are you believing this shit? Are you, are you sucked into this? You know, what part of the show are you hypnotized by? You know, and they're having fabulous lives. They have husbands and kids and they live in France and it's just really, but I, you, I'm suggesting that you don't have to hold up the show as a representative of the falsehood. You do not have to be, you don't yeah, have to I, do I, I don't and I haven't. And I think I've made it quite um, scary for them. Yeah. They don't know quite what to believe. At, you know, there's... There's been quite a lot of that and separating from my um, ex, you know, their, their mother and, and, you know, trying to hold space, you know, and we moved around the world a bit looking for, you know, the next thing, living here in community and then going to Amsterdam to, to check out this democratic school there. And there's been a lot of moving around trying to find the next thing and that, yeah, 
practices. Anyways, it's another conversation, but, you know, in this modern culture, how to hold space for the next generation. Um, I, mean, I, I think there's a difference between trying to have answers and being on an adventure. Yeah. And if you're trying to put on the show that you have answers, it's forget it. Yeah. But if you can get on the adventure and look past the questions and go, like oh, this is horrible or this is wonderful or what's next, or if you go yeah. on the adventure ride together. There's something really nice about being in the small now with that one and just, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what sort of time you had for this conversation. I'm just seeing that we've been on for an hour and a half and yeah. Um, it, feels, it feels good to me now for this. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thank you so much, Clinton. And thank you also, Jane, for... There's a lot of gold in there. I look forward to going back over there again, over it again. Yeah, I'd love to, you know, maybe a couple of months have another one of these conversations and see what experiments we've done and what how it's going, what's next. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the, spa the spaces that I'd like to explore a little bit more would be, um, you know, what experiments you might, um, that we might be able to come up with on creating a, um, uh, a men's initiation weekend or, or a four or five day event that's, that's something different from an expand the box that's more about helping men in this transition out of patriarchy into a more responsible relationship with their sexuality and making us a, a stand as a, as a monkey, as a monkey man. Yeah. Great. I look forward to that. Me too. All right. Well, blessings and love from New Zealand across the water to Portugal. May you have a wonderful day. Thank you. All the best, Clinton. Thanks.